Welcome to the Shalhaba Community Church Podcast. We hope you're encouraged by the following message. And I just want to say for every word that got brought tonight, that was straight from God's heart. And that was exactly spot on. So I just want to encourage you as your pastor to just keep doing what you're doing. Step out in faith and you'll be amazed at what God's going to do through your life. And it's really flowing on um, with what God has been saying, I don't have a long message tonight because I really feel that God wants to release something in us. And tonight, I think it's going to be very practical again. Loved Michael and Mark sharing last week. Wasn't that powerful? And um, and I really, I know Pastor Shane's not here tonight, but I really want to honor him as our senior pastor for the freedom that he's leading us in as a church that he's got a heart to do church as a team and he's got such a heart for our young people and to see people released in the gifts. He doesn't hog it. He always says, I don't have a man of God syndrome, which I think is awesome because he really believes that the gifts are for the body and for everybody to fulfill their part. And I know, and I was sharing with our visitors this morning, I certainly wouldn't be where I am today if it wasn't for Shane and Rach and the leaders that they are. So, They've um, had a very challenging time over the last six weeks um, with um, Rachel's father was only diagnosed with cancer six weeks ago and he passed away this morning. Um, so it's been a very, very difficult time for the family. So they're very, very grateful of, the, of your prayers. They feel very supported by our church. And um, this evening he just really felt it was important for him to stay home with his kids to support them with the day that they've had today. Amen. So really, really thrilled to be talking about the gift of prophecy. Just going to recap a little bit, just so that we refresh our memories on what God's been saying. So prophecy is a message from God sent through a person. True prophecy comes from the Holy Spirit and isn't of human construct or origin. Oh my gosh, I'm getting my words mixed up and it's only the second point. God help us. Prophecy is supernatural, a message from heaven to earth to build our lives. Prophecies birthed in prayer and as a gift is a gift, not a skill, but it takes skill to use it. It takes faith to step out and prophesy. Without God's love, the so-called spiritual person who prophesies amounts to zero in God's sight. Always important to remember that we need to always be motivated by God's love. And I think it's important for us to understand biblically that there is a difference between Old Testament prophecy and New Testament prophecy. We're going to be unpacking that a little bit tonight about what what it means New Testament prophecy and why there is a difference. In the Old Testament, prophecy was largely restricted to a select person who was appointed as a prophet for the nation of Israel according to the Word of God. And the prophecies usually involved predictions. They often included warnings to God's people and bringing direction to where the nation needed to go. And as we know that the difference between the New Testament and the Old Testament is covenant. And in fact, if you look at the word testament, I remember hearing some teaching years ago saying that that word testament can also be translated as covenant. So in the Old Testament, we have the Old Covenant And in the New Testament, we have the New Covenant. And the big difference, of course, is in the New Testament, we have Jesus who's given his life. He's laid down his life for us so that we can be resurrected into new life in our life in Christ in a new nature. 
and that we have the Holy Spirit, that the Holy Spirit now dwells within us, each one of us. Whereas we see in the Old Testament, the Holy Spirit was still there, but he used to descend on people and, and they were select people for a select purpose. So now we can actually see that there is an opening up of the way for prophecy for God's people in an incredible way. We all have relationship with him. We have relationship with God through the Holy Spirit. We don't need to go to a prophet to get direction from God. We can hear from God ourselves. We have personal relationship with Jesus through the Holy Spirit. And just as I was preparing, I came across a couple of more definitions of prophecy. And I just wanted to share them with you tonight, specifically talking about New Testament prophecy because we're obviously in the New Testament church. New Testament prophecy consisted of spontaneous, spirit-inspired, intelligible messages orally delivered in the gathered assembly intended for the edification or encouragement of the people. And I think that that's a wonderful model for us to base prophecy on, that in the early church, the prophetic words were brought in the gathering of God's people. It's exactly what we heard tonight as our youth were sharing. There was that prophetic word within the gathering, and it's there to build up. Pastor Bruce Hills has some great teaching on prophecy, and I've been reading on that as I've been preparing this week. And he actually warns against receiving a prophetic word from somebody who's not willing to be accountable. You see, by bringing a prophetic word in a church gathering, we're accountable to each other. And um, I mentioned as I was learning, you know, to prophesy when I was young, I got direction from my leadership. And I know that in this church, if you ever want input, you've got your elders, you've got your leaders. We're all accountable to each other as well. If we miss it, we get corrected as well. And I think that in that atmosphere where we're cheering each other on, it's a very, very healthy environment to grow. But if someone pulls someone aside with a prophetic word alone, there's no one else to hear, no one else to be accountable to. Now, there are times where we share things that are personal. But I've had um, some of our leaders sometimes get a word from the Lord, but rather than go tell that person directly, sometimes they bring it to the eldership team first and say, look, I've got this word. What do you think about it? We then pray about it. So there always needs to be accountability. Now, I'm not talking about just a word of encouragement where you go up to someone and, and share something in an encouraging way. If you have something specific, it's very important to be accountable. And um, if you've got a word of encouragement, then that's not going to hurt speaking that out, is it? Always feel free to speak out those words of encouragement to build up, just like we heard tonight. You're not going to hurt somebody by going up to someone just saying, you are on my heart and the Lord is showing me that he just wants you to know how much he loves you. You're never, ever going to lose in bringing that sort of word of encouragement. Pastor Bruce Hills actually makes this comment about New Testament prophecy. New Testament local church prophecy is not so much about predicting the future, but about speaking into the present situations of the people of God. 
And so as we're working out our salvation with fear and trembling, as we're doing life in community as a local church, as we're building those relationships up, then we're walking the faith walk. We need encouragement. We need to be built up. We need to be there for each other. And that's the purpose largely of New Testament prophecy. Pastor Bruce Hills also talks about that there is a role called the office of a prophet. And that is something that when there's a, a ministry that um, where someone is set apart as a prophet, where they actually have the office of a prophet, where it talks about the fivefold ministry, yeah? How this morning Emmanuel was talking about the difference, you know, that everybody is called to evangelize, but there are some people who are called to full-time ministry as an evangelist where they travel the world, yeah? Well, it's the same with prophecy. There are some people, like God gives us all the ability to prophesy, but there are some people who God calls to be set apart to go into full-time ministry in the office of a prophet. And those, even for those people to have successful ministry, they need to build accountability around their lives. And we've had some amazing prophets over the years come and minister in our church. So that's the difference of all of the different ways that God can minister through prophecy. Just going to revisit 1 Corinthians 12, verse 7 to 10, because this has been a key scripture in our gifted series. They need to make these... One Corinthians twelve verse seven to ten, but the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one, for the profit of all. For to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit; to another the word of knowledge through the same Spirit; to another faith by the same Spirit; to another gifts of healings by the same Spirit; to another working of miracles; to another prophecy; to another discerning of spirits to another different kinds of tongues, and to another the interpretation of tongues. So we see that not everybody steps into the gift of prophecy. And you know what? That's okay. Let's be secure in that. There are some people that are really gifted in the gift of healing. There are others that are really gifted in the gift of wisdom. And I just think it's wonderful to see this. But Paul does encourage us, as we'll see, to eagerly desire prophecy. And there are reasons for that. Romans 12, verse 6, the Apostle Paul teaches, Having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us, let us use them. If prophecy, let us prophesy in proportion to our faith. We touched on this scripture a couple of weeks ago. What happens with prophecy that as you step out in faith, you might only have a little bit of faith. So step out in faith in proportion, step out in prophecy in proportion to your faith. It's like sometimes, you know, you might be believing God for a small financial miracle in your life. That's the gift of faith. And then you're believing for something small. And then you see God bring that to pass. And you're like, whoa, that's awesome. And then so your faith increases. And then you say, oh, ne next time I'm going to pray for something greater. I know that's the testimony of, of healing in our daughter's life. She was born with a spinal abnormality. And at the start, you know, I was, I was believing and my faith was only small. But the more I saw God move in her body and bring about healing, my faith started to grow. And it's the same as prophecy. You know, it's people who spoke out tonight. Your faith's going to grow as a result of you stepping out in faith. You know, there's going to be people's lives that are so impacted. So you can be encouraged that those words that you brought were from God and then your faith grows. And then you'll be able to step out 
and be bolder and bolder and bolder. So we prophesy in proportion to our faith. 1 Corinthians 14 verse 1. The, the chapter of 14 of 1 Corinthians really focuses a lot and talks about the importance of prophecy. And we had some teaching on that in our morning series a few weeks ago. The Apostle Paul says, follow the way of love because it flows on from 1 Corinthians 13, which is the chapter on love, which is saying, let everything that we do be out of love. Follow the way of love and eagerly desire the gifts of the Spirit, especially prophecy. The one who prophesies speaks to people for their strengthening, which is edification, encouraging, which is exhortation, and comfort, which is consolation. And we see that it's all about building up everything with prophecy as we desire. So what does it mean to eagerly desire something? To be zealous for, have an immense appetite for, long for them with an intense craving. Cry out, I want the supernatural. I believe this church, I believe that God wants us to stir within us that desire for more of Him, more of His power, more of His gifts, more of His manifestation within our lives. Because why? Why does God want us to increase our desire? Because He loves this world so much. He loves people and He wants to use us to make a difference in people's lives. He doesn't want us to get so consumed with our own life, with our own problems, with our own cares, with our own goals, with our own ambitions that we fail to see why we're created, what we're created for and why His birth us on this planet he wants us to crave these gifts he wants us to earnestly desire them he wants us to stir ourselves so that we break out of that mold of complacency that the world constantly tries to put on us and we live in the kingdom of light luke 11 verse 9 to 13 says this this is a really really famous passage of scripture but I just want to encourage you in going deeper with this, with what Jesus is saying when we're talking about the gifts of the Spirit. So I say to you, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives and he who seeks finds. And to him who knocks, it will be opened. If a son asks for bread from any father among you, will he give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will he give him a serpent instead of a fish? Or if he asks for an egg, will he offer him a scorpion? If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? See, this passage of Scripture, Jesus is talking about earnestly desiring more of the Holy Spirit. But it's not something that just happens bang presto like magic. It needs to come out of a relationship of wanting more of God, of wanting more of Him, of asking, of knocking, of pursuing this passage of Scripture in this chapter where Jesus is talking is flowing on at the start of the chapter in Luke 11. It's the Lord's Prayer. He's teaching the, the, the disciples how to pray. So the flow-on effect of prayer 
is that we've got to ask, we've got to desire, we've got to want more, want more of Him. And He's not just asking about praying selfish things. He's asking us to ask for the Holy Spirit. I believe this, and this is what I've seen over the years with the gifts. When you really desire a gift, if you seek God and earnestly desire that, He will give it to you. Just like Jesus is saying here, if a son asks for bread, will his father give him a stone? How much more will your heavenly father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? We can ask him. We can ask him. We can ask him. They're the kinds of prayers that Jesus answers when we get on our knees. Say, Lord, I want more of you. Lord Jesus, I pray that you would give me gifts that I would be able to make a difference in the life of others. And as we earnestly desire prophecy, if we seek after that gift, and we're not seeking the gift for the sake of the gift, we're seeking Jesus, we're praying to Jesus, we're praying to our Heavenly Father, we're asking Him for the Holy Spirit so that He can outwork His plan in our lives. So there are those of you here tonight who might never have asked. Maybe you've looked at other people and thought, well, I I can't do that. Maybe you just haven't asked. I encourage you tonight, ask God. Ask God for those gifts. Ask Him. Knock. Pursue Him. And He will pour out. Your Heavenly Father will give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him. And the key is in the start of that, that passage of Scripture, how do we receive the gifts of the Holy Spirit? It's through prayer. It's through wanting Him. It's through the secret place, in that place where nobody else sees, where you're alone in your bedroom and you're crying out to God. God, use me. God, change me. God, fill me. God, I want you. And, you know, sometimes we have to be honest with God. Sometimes we don't desire things. Sometimes we don't want it. Sometimes we're like, ah, I know I should want it, but the truth is I'm really feeling quite complacent. If that's you, I want to encourage you tonight, ask for the desire for the gift. And as you pray, and be honest with God. God knows everything anyway, so we may as well be honest. I remember when I used to not want to tithe, and I was very honest with God about that. I was 16 at the time, and I said, Lord, I really don't want to tithe, but I pray that you'll give me the desire to tithe. And that got answered immediately. And ever since then, there's been a joy in my life all these years for tithing. And it's the same with the gifts. Sometimes we might not desire things, but if we ask for the desire, God will give it to us. He will answer that prayer. He's a faithful God. I just love in the Christian walk that we're daily reminded how much we need God. We can't fulfill anything in His Word without His Holy Spirit. Not from the heart. We can have this human form, but that's called religion. God wants us to serve him from our heart. And that's done by letting him in to our deepest thoughts, our deepest prayers, our deepest desires, and letting him outwork his plan in our lives. In Acts chapter 2, with the outpouring of the Spirit on the day of Pentecost, the Holy Spirit came upon them and they all began speaking in tongues. Peter understood at this moment that they were seeing a fulfillment of prophecy which was prophesied by the prophet Joel in Joel chapter 2, verse 28 and 30. 
So Peter proclaimed that in Acts chapter 2, 17 to 18, saying, In the last days, God said, I will pour out my spirit upon all people. Your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions and your old men will dream dreams. In those days, I will pour out my spirit, even on my servants, men and women alike, and they will prophesy. So the revelation that Peter had was that prophecy was potentially available to every spirit-filled believer as we ask. The potential is now available for every spirit-filled believer to bring a prophetic utterance to build up the local church. Love to ask the drummer to come tonight because we don't have a keyboard player and I remembered tonight to put the pad on. Can we do that? Thanks, Chris. Really believe God wants to do something practical tonight. So just before we close, I really believe he wants to, to give an impartation. Now, maybe you've never been filled with the Spirit. What does that mean? Because when we're born again, we receive the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit resides within us. And that's what happens when you become born again. But when you become what's called Spirit-filled or baptized in the Holy Spirit, there is an overflow that takes place where we're not just saved ourselves. We're, we're allowing God to flow through us and to overflow. And that's through these gifts that we've been talking about tonight. For many people, they might pray in tongues. Not everyone prays in tongues, but there's an infilling of the Spirit that God wants to do. If that's you tonight and you'd like to be filled with the Spirit, if you've never been prayed for for the baptism of the Holy Spirit and you'd like that tonight, I encourage you to come. We're going to pray for you tonight. God's going to do amazing things in this place tonight. He's going to do amazing things. We thank you, Holy Spirit. Lord, Lord, I thank you. You're calling people tonight, Lord. Lord, you're putting it on people's hearts tonight, Lord God, to come forth. Lord, that they would be able to utter divine utterances from heaven, Lord God. Lord, to be so filled with you, Lord God. Lord, that they can't help but overflow in everyone around them. Love you to come tonight. Love you to come. Step out. It's going to take a step of faith tonight. Love to pray with you tonight. Thank you, Jesus. Have your way, Holy Spirit. Have your way in this place, Lord. If you are spirit-filled and you want to see a greater outworking of the gifts in your life, I'd also love to ask you to come tonight. We're going to lay hands on you. We're going to pray with you. We're going to see a greater infilling of the Holy Spirit. That's the way. You come tonight. You come tonight. God's going to do something amazing in this place. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Lord, I thank you for Rachel tonight, Lord. Lord, I thank you, Lord, for her obedience today, Lord God. Lord, that she just wants more and more and more and more of you, Lord God. Lord, I just pray, Lord God, Lord, that as she's taken that step of faith to come out here today, Lord, I just thank you, Lord, for an infilling and a flooding of your spirit, Lord God. Lord, may you manifest yourself through her life, Lord God. Lord, through the prophetic, Lord. Lord, that she would have eyes that see into the realm of the Spirit, Lord. She's going to have discernment, Lord. Lord, you're just going to open up doors, Lord, and open up windows of opportunity, Lord God, for her to bring words in season, Lord. I thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Lord, for grace tonight, Lord God. Oh, filling her up. I can see just the bubbling, bubbling brook 
in the in the bottom of your soul and it, it's been like sometimes it, it's just felt like a muddy stream and you've just felt like there's just been such a, a, a limitation of of water and the Lord's saying he's bubbling up and there's going to come something new I think there it is just that release of the Holy Spirit Lord, I just pray for an impartation tonight of the gifts of God today. Lord, we thank you, Lord. Lord, that you're raising her up, Lord. You're raising her up to be a voice to her generation, Lord, to this generation, Lord. Lord, I thank you that you're putting your word in her mouth, that your word is a sword, Lord, and that as she speaks to young people, Lord, Lord, there's going to be... There's going to be barriers that are going to come down. There's going to be chains that are going to be smashed, Lord. It's going to be your word coming through her mouth, Lord. She's going to speak with your authority, Lord, because it comes through your spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Greater in filling in Jesus' name. For calling tonight, Lord God. Greater in filling, Lord. I can see you walking down a path and... And um, you're looking up at the trees that that are beside the path, and and as as you're walking, sometimes there's been like gravel that's been like under your feet, and I can just see that the Lord is making your path straight. And where there's been things that have been and caught to almost take out the ground from under you, the Lord's saying, "There it is, the solid ground." Thank you, Jesus. She's. I can see that you've been walking, and now the Lord's saying, "You're going to run. You have the gifts of the Spirit. You're going to run." You're going to run. You're not going to falter. You're going to run. You're going to run. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Lord, for Anna tonight, Lord, a greater infilling of your spirit. Thank you, Lord. She's been one that is faithful. She's one that just desires you so much, Lord God. And I thank you for her prayers in the secret place, Lord, where she has desired you, where she's wanted so much more of you, Lord. And I thank you for the purity of her heart, Lord God. The Lord says today to you, Anna, that your prayers have been answered. I've heard every word and I'm raising you up. I'm raising you up to be a voice to this generation. I thank you, Lord, for an infilling of your spirit, Lord, for the gifts of the spirit. I thank you for a boldness, Lord, that's going to come upon her, Lord. She's going to have a peace and a boldness simultaneously, Lord, to be able to speak out that which you've placed in her heart. In Jesus' name, thank you, Lord. Thank you for Lockie tonight, Lord God. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, we just pray for an infilling. I can see God's doing a new thing in your heart, Lockie. I can see there's, there's a stirring that's taking place and, and there's a shifting that's going on. And I can just see that as the Holy Spirit is filling you, it's, I can see like an engine room. And I can see it's like there's some things that have been dormant and have been um, just sitting there. But now as, as you're asking for this greater infilling, I can see that the Lord is activating that engine. That engine is starting and that engine is powerful and it's the power of God. So I thank you, Lord, that as Lockie rises in obedience to you, Lord God, and he goes forth in your name, Lord God, you are there with him, Lord. You're going to open the gates that no man can shut. You're going to pave the way, Lord, that as he walks forth in obedience to you, Lord. Great things are going to be done in your name. Great accomplishments. Great feats in the realm of the Spirit in people's lives. Lord, I thank you for that tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for Kiara tonight, Lord. 
Lord, I just thank you. Special sweetness of touch of your spirit, Lord. Lord, I thank you that there is a generation taking place on the inside of her, Lord. Lord, I thank I see gardens. I see this regeneration of life and vegetation and color. And I thank you, Lord, that as she's filled with your spirit, Lord, Lord, as she starts to overflow with those gifts, Lord God, there it is. New life. I thank you, Lord. She's going to minister your life. She's going to be overflowing. And that as she goes about her, her life and as she mingles amongst her peers, I can just see regeneration, 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 regeneration in other people's lives. I thank you, Lord. There's going to be seeds that go forth and get planted in other people's hearts. Lord, it's going to be absolutely contagious, Lord, what you're doing within her. Thank you, Jesus, for a great infilling. For Sarah tonight, Lord God, I thank you for a greater infilling. I thank you she's gifted, Lord. She's gifted in you, Lord. And I thank you that she hungers and thirsts for more of you, Lord God. I just thank you that that overflow would just flood her life, filling her from the inside out, God. Just as you prophesied tonight about the waterfall, I can see fountains in you. I can see fountains in you and I can just see that as God's filling you up, it's like there's water just coming out of you everywhere and it's just going to be this incredible abundance of life, incredible um, power of God. I can see that. I can see that, that there's water coming from you and it's going into the thirsty places for those who are dry, for those who are who are just so crying out for, for life. I can see that you're going to come alongside them and you're just going to be the fountain. And sometimes you're not even going to say much, but I can see the power of God flowing out of your life and I can see the fountain of kindness. God's going to give you words in season to be able to build people up. And even some people are going to have their guard up, but you're going to speak a word in season because you are so sensitive to God. You are so sensitive to people's feelings. The Lord's going to give you the ability to be able to break down those walls through the power of His Spirit. Fill her, Lord. Lord, fill her overflowing. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Lord, thank you for Jeff, Lord, tonight. Lord, I just pray for a greater infilling of your spirit, Lord. Lord, flood him from head to toe, Lord God, as he immerses himself in you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. There it is. You've got it. Thank you, Lord. For Gary and Kathy tonight, Lord God. Lord, we just pray, Lord, for a greater infilling of your spirit, Lord. Lord, we just thank you for their faithfulness, Lord. Lord, filled and overflowing, Lord. Lord, that there would be life flowing out of them, Lord. Lord, gifts of wisdom. I just see over you, Gary, just that gift of wisdom. There's an incredible gift of wisdom and God's going to multiply that and take that and you're going to have words of wisdom for people. People are going to be not knowing what to do in their life and you're going to come alongside them as a friend and just speak a quiet word of wisdom and make a difference in their lives. I thank you, Lord, for a greater manifestation of your spirit and in Kathy, Lord. Lord, I thank you for that gift of joy. I thank you, Lord God. Lord, for your prophetic anointing, Lord God. Let it flow forth, Lord God. Thank you tonight. Fill them overflowing. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 We're going to close shortly. I know that everyone's really looking forward to that awesome butter chicken tonight, which is really, really, really awesome. Before we close, we'll just briefly briefly give everyone the opportunity here tonight because you never know when there's someone in this place who doesn't know Jesus who's never confessed him as their Lord and Savior God is so real 
He is so real. And for every person sitting in this place, He has a plan for your life. There is so much that He wants to do on this planet through you. He wants to give you a future and a hope that extends far beyond this world and this life into the rest of eternity. So let's just bow our heads and pray. Thank you, Jesus, for every person that's in this place tonight, Lord. Holy Spirit, we just open up our hearts to receive from you. We thank you, Lord, that you are transforming us from the inside out. Lord, I just pray that you would be stirring within us, Lord, a greater hunger, a greater desire for your power within our lives. And if there's anyone here tonight who's never asked Jesus into their life, never received the Holy Spirit to come and indwell within them, I'd love to give you the chance to raise your hand tonight and be able to respond to that. Just quickly tonight, we just want to give you that opportunity to respond to Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your presence in this place. Thank you, Lord. Amen.